But first, of course, you can't avoid the big news of the day, which is the farmers are protesting. And do you su- support the farmers' protest? As you know, Dublin City is now kind of in lockdown since yesterday afternoon because the farmers have travelled to the Dáil in their tractors to demand action from the government. The farmers protesting in the city, uh, they basically said that they would leave once Minister Creed met with them. Now, he did meet with them this morning, but uh, and they had questions put to him, but maybe they weren't happy with the answers that he gave. He said people on the ground are just going to have to stay here until they get results. And this is according, by the way, to one farmer. Another man said that Mr. Creed was asked to come out and speak with him last night, but he did not. Uh, speak with them until this morning and when some farmers were still asleep in their tractors. It is believed that the protesters have called for more farmers from across the country to take part, uh, while there's also fears now over plans to actually cause disruption on the M50 today as well. Gardaí say that Dawson Street, Molesworth Street, Kildare Street and routes around Stevens Green and Merrion Square are now closed to traffic. South Circular Road, Earlsford Terrace, Adelaide Road, Leeson Street are also closed with diversions in place and Gardaí have placed a barricade on Kildare Street preventing vehicles uh, from entering the particular area. Now, but Dublin Bus, by the way, has also advised passengers to expect long delays on all routes in and out of Dublin this morning. Uh, Farmers are furious with Minister Michael Creed after he stated in the Dáil yesterday that death threats were made against management at C&D Foods in Longford during the beef crisis protests. You may remember those protests come back about two or three months ago. Farmers say no such threats were ever made against the factory, uh, which have uh, yet to lift injunctions against two farmers that resulted from the beef beef crisis blockades. And Minister Creed told farmers he was trying to get a task force up and running. He said that there were a number of issues uh, impeding uh, the reconvening of the task force and commuters could continue to face major disruptions today in the city centre. And our reporter, Robbie Kane, is live at the protest that we speak. But I want to know, do you support the farmers and what they're looking for? I will go through exactly what they're looking for very shortly and we will talk to some of those farmers as well and find out exactly what it is, uh, what is their beef, pardon the pun. And you can text us at 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008 or WhatsApp us on how has it affected you today and do you support them? Uh, Robbie, a reporter, is out on the street. Robbie? Yes, indeed, Noel. Good afternoon. I feel like I'm in the ploughing contest today. I'm surrounded by tractors and clear indication of the frustration in Northern Ireland with the gravity of threat-facing farmers, which include carbon tax increases. As you stated too, obviously, letters of demands were handed into the offices of the Minister of Agriculture, Michael Creed. But I'm actually here with the chairperson of the Independent Farmers of Ireland, uh, Mr. Michael Fitzpatrick. And, Michael, I have to ask you, Mr. Creed has been saying, well, hasn't said any statements today to the point of your support. Do you reckon his resignation is imminent? Well, he has to come out and apologise for what he said last night, that the death threats that were made, there was no death threats made, there is no uh, pulse uh, number recognised to that death threat. Right, that's the Garda. Right, the Garda were contacted last night down uh, at the pickets where them pickets were. There was no death threats. There is no pulse. There is nothing. So there was no no official so statement made. No official statement made to Garda Sheikh on no. in relation to those death threats or those alleged death threats. Well, uh, today, what call it? We're going to stay here. What call it? Until uh, mm-hmm. we get we get the removal of the two injunctions and the independent farmers of Ireland get onto the task force and we have to, as in independent farmers of Ireland, which call it, we were the ones that stood at the gates for eight weeks. We were the ones that brought uh, uh, Larry Goodman's factories to a halt. We were the ones which call it, that got the, the, the talks up and going. And now when the talks, the, the task force talks are going ahead, we're the ones left outside the door. And we were the ones that, that, that 
were the cause and and uh, brought the task force into being. But, but the original, if I could ask you, Michael, the original protest, which was go, goes back a couple of months now, I mean, there was a lot of damage done to the business of both the processors and I, yourselves I, as I, farmers, of course. You, you lost a lot of business and you, and you would have lost a lot of business, which was quite concerning. Yeah. And the major, I suppose, that the main point of that particular protest was that the farmers are not getting enough money for their own yeah. work, basically two euro in every 10 euro of retail beef sales. Is that still the case? And is, mm-hmm. that, is that still why you're protesting, essentially? Yeah. Well, at the moment, what's called it, we're getting about three fifty a kilo, right? And Tagus has come out and said we should be getting four seventeen, right? So that's sixty seven cent. An, an, an average carcass of a bullock is about three hundred and fifty kilos. So if you multiply six point six seven cent by your three hundred and fifty kilos, and multiply that by thirty eight thousand three hundred and three animals killed last the week before last, that comes to nine and a half million euros. So Larry Goodman and the other factories have took nine and a half million euros out of our pockets here, all the farmers that are up here, and not all the farmers can come yesterday or today, but they might be able to get up tomorrow or the day after. But see, what? But, yeah, but, but if I could ask you, Michael, what is the answer to this problem? Okay, I, I am completely in agreement with you that you know that two euro or you know or even three euro um, for every ten euro of retail beef sales is not enough because you guys are the ones that are rearing the cattle. You have to pay for the veterinary bills. You have to pay for the feed. You have to pay to look after that animal until the day it's taken off to a slaughterhouse. And we all understand that, okay? But what is the solution to it? Because realistically, the processes are private businesses. They can charge what they want, and then the retailer is also a private business. So if you increase your fee or what you're getting per kilo for the beef, well all that's going to happen is the processor's still going to charge the same amount of money to the retailer and the retailer's just going to put the price up. So the only person affected really is going to be the consumer and if that happens the consumer are going to look at you know places like Aldi, Lidl, which are bringing in beef from abroad which is damaging to your business anyway. Well 90% of our beef is exported. There is uh, a certain percentage of that now going into China with the we lifted the pickets on the factories to let the Chinese in to examine the factories and get quality assurance on the factories. Now, uh, that beef going into China is valued at six euros a kilo. So they're buying it at three, three euros fifty, and they're selling it for six euros a kilo. And we know that because the Chinese are buying Australian meat, which is inferior to our meat, because ours is grass-fed. But also, also the regulations around slaughter and the regulations around processing in China wouldn't be as stringent as it would be here in Ireland. The processing yes, wouldn't be as expensive. The meat I'm talking about is coming from Australia oh, right. China. Okay. Okay, but in, in relation to the protests, you can see clearly, you know, the damage that it's done to Dublin today. Now, that damage we is... We be here. Oh, no, 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 no. And by the way, everybody's right to protest. I'm not having a go with you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I, no I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that... Your economy has been affected by, obviously, your grievances, and I understand that. But the economy of the city is also important as well to other people who need to get from A to B. And, you know, I understand the point of protest. Get out there, do a little bit of damage, cause it a bit of disruption. That's what it's about. That's what protest does, right? But there is a point where you have to say, okay, let's call off, you know, the the soldiers now at this stage and basically say to the minister, look, if you don't sort it out, we'll be back again in two weeks. Because, you know, there's suggestions now that, you know, we've all these roads blocked in Dublin. People trying to get to and from work or trying to get around the city to do their business. And now the suggestion the M50 is going to be blocked as well. The only people that are going to be affected by the M50 blocked are people coming and going to work. People, people who you want their support. Yes, and I agree not, you're, with you. And you're not going yes, to get their support by doing that, I agree you? with you. But 
here's the thing, right? Farmers feed Ireland. If you don't have farmers in Ireland... We accept within, that, Michael. I accept that. Yeah. yeah. And look at, the, look at the, 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 the weather crisis last year. Within 48 hours, you were out of bread. All the, uh, you know, right? If we stopped producing food, uh, the country would be in a dire straits within three days. I'm not minimising the importance of the farmers in Ireland. I know, but we can't stay going producing beef at, 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 at uh, 350 when a break-even in mind is 417. Like, uh, there's no one else to say no, I, nobody's, nobody's disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I would hate to be a farmer and spending yeah. my life raising cattle and producing cattle for that kind of money. It just doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any financial sense, right? Now, I know, obviously, the subsidies as well, but it doesn't make any sense, right? But yeah. what I'm saying to you is I am agreeing with the point of the protest. I think most yeah. people would support you. Most people, be it in rural Ireland, who have a better understanding of farming are those even in the cities because they have to buy the meat anyways. So we all have a very good understanding of why you're there and what you grieve in your main grievance is, but I don't think it gains public support to go over and above beyond the bounds of normal protest. And I think at this point now, the city is in a mess. Um, That is costing the city millions. And it's costing commuters, which are normal everyday people who you want their support. And and they're happy to give you their support when they listen to what you have to say. I'm pretty sure most people actually agree that you should be getting paid more for your beef. But if you start blocking the M50 or continue to block these roads for the rest of the day, right up to rush hour traffic today, all that's going to happen is they won't support you anymore. Yeah, well, there's thousands and thousands of people have passed since we arrived here yesterday passing up and down both footpaths on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. And not one person, not one person has said anything negative. They're out with their mobile phones, taking photographs, and every person is happy. We have been mm-hmm. uh, adding to the economy of the, the city here, what you call it. We have to be fed here as well. So that's what that's, that really, that's that really balancing again. Yeah. Okay. No, and, I, 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 and by the way, I, once again, I've got to point out to you, I'm all for protest, and I completely agree with the point of your protest, and I think most people do and support you. Yep. But it's you have to understand that you know when when we mentioned a few minutes ago, and it was mentioned on our news as well. There's a possibility uh, that there are plans to cause disruption on the M50 as well. You know, I mean, I mean, you're basically stopping no, like, the whole I city. I can't, I can't uh, agree with you or deny that. Um, is it, that, is that going to happen? Is that- I can't, I can't comment on that. But, but, you, but do you know, Michael, is it, can you, maybe, the maybe, the well, Michael, maybe you would be a good idea. Let me, let me ask you a question, right? In the minister's hands, all he has to do is get Larry Goodman, Meat Industry Ireland, into his uh, rooms up here above, 100 yards away from us. Call him in, tell Larry Goodman, lift them to injunctions and costs. Costs have to be lifted as well, because there's a million euros apiece on their men, them men's heads. And they have families to look after. Well, do me a favour. Stay there if you can, Michael. Let's speak to Michael Fitzpatrick. Uh, I want to go to, as well, Councillor uh, Neil Ring. Uh, Neil, who's a North Inner City Councillor. Good afternoon, a former Lord Mayor. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon, Niall. Well, you've listened to the grievances of the farmers uh, and, you know, Michael has quite clear about what they want, as well as obviously the price of beef, the, the price they're getting for beef. They obviously want these injunctions lifted against two men because, he, as he says, there has been no official statement made to Angarda Sheikhana with regards to allegations of death threats. So he wants that because he believes, obviously, Minister Creed is, ro- is wrong and incorrect in what he's saying. Do they have a point? Of course they have a point, but yesterday the point, if I, if I remember correctly, looking at the 9 o'clock news last night after spending two hours trying to get home, 
when I did finally get home at the nine o'clock news, all they were saying is, we demand to meet the minister, we demand to meet the minister. Now, from what I can say, I heard this morning, apparently the minister went out to meet them in person, and that wasn't good enough. So, but they, and, but they and, said many of them were still asleep in their tractors, that he was out well, very early. Well, uh, well, I always thought farmers were up at the crack of dawn now, Niall, <laughs> you know. Sleeping their, in, sleep in their, in their uh, tractors sounded like a little bit of a, a red herring there. But look, the whole thing, and you made the point, of course we support farmers and farming. And I, I would be very, very strenuous in making sure that any beef I ever buy that comes into my house or, or anything is Irish bought and uh, Irish made, and we have to support them. But, as you rightly point out, what are you doing to Dublin? The economy of Dublin is vital to the economy of the rest of Ireland. Because remember, the farmers got £100 million in subsidies there recently because of the, the, the drop in beef prices. Now, I've no problem with them getting that. But what I have a problem with is farmers coming up to Dublin and trying to destroy our economy. Whatever about the rural well, economy... Well, 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 well it shouldn't be us and them way. either. Now, when you say our economy, our economy is part of the national economy, so it shouldn't be an us and them situation And, and you're absolutely right, because our, only for the Dublin economy, the rest of the rural economy would be worse off. For example, Nyland, this is the one where Dublin people should be out protesting. We take 80 million in, in property tax from the, the city, from the people of the city of this state of, of, of Dublin. 20% immediately goes to rural areas to support their economies. So, I mean, we're, we're all in this together, and I have no issue with that. But look, I have, I have two sons we're trying to get to work this morning. One of them on a zero-hours contract, so if he's not in there, he's not paid. His, his employer doesn't want to know that you could, I couldn't, he couldn't get across the city this morning. He's not interested. Shops aren't able to open. You know, like, we've put up the rates in Dublin by 2.7%, again, because of money that's going to rural areas on Irish water. So, like, we're doing our bit, and I think it's very disingenuous and unfair of farmers to come up. And now this threat on the M50, as you rightly pointed out, the only people that's going to affect are the ordinary working people of Dublin who are just trying to get about their daily okay, well, okay, well, to, to well, be able to afford... Well, well, Neil, Neil, I mean, on the, on the, uh, Robbie is there at the moment outside the process and he's talking to... Uh, Michael, are you still there? Michael Fitzpatrick is chairperson of the um, Irish uh, Farmers Association. I'll, I mean, well, hang on, hang on a second. Uh, yeah. Councillor, if you were to say something to Michael now as the chairperson, and um, the man, well, I'm not going to say responsible, but certainly the man who seems to be and uh, to know what's going on, what would you say to him? I say, Michael, we're all in this together. Everyone, everyone supports the farming community. Like, I think we have the best food in the world. Without a doubt, the dairy farmers and the beef farmers produce the best food in the world. Of course we'll support, but don't take it out on us because a minister won't meet you, or Larry Goodman, which apparently has nothing to do with uh, all of these other protests. He won't lift two injunctions. Now, maybe he will, maybe he won't, but why take it out on the ordinary guy in Dublin, the ordinary guy and girl trying to get about their, do their daily work? I've, I should have been over in Leeson Street this morning for a meeting. I just said, I not a chance. I'm not even going to get there. So everybody is affected, and that will lose you sympathy, and it will lo- lose you support, in, in, like, and very, very rapidly. Okay, well, just let Michael respond to that. Sorry. Of course, yeah. Mike, Michael, go ahead. You respond to that. Um, your contributor there was saying about what's called the economy. Well, it's it's Kelsey Neil Ring, former Lord Mayor of Dublin. Yeah, but go on. Yes, right. Well, we're losing we're losing one point two five million every day, every day for the last two years. We can't stay going. Like, if you want farmers to feed Ireland and a hundred, as the minister said to me this morning, a hundred and eighty six countries as well that we export products to. 
Like, we can't do this and stay losing money. You know, we're two years, two years now losing money. At 1.25 million every single day, the meat factories are taken out of our pockets. Now, tell me any business here in Dublin that could sustain that kind of loss in income. Like, we can't stay going. And as we said here last night, we're not making money at home. So we might as well stay here and still not make money. So, like, it's up to the minister. As in, we'd go home. We wanted to go home. They put a barricade up here in front of us last night. And we, we wanted to... All we wanted to do last night was to drive by the doll, hand in our letter, and that was it. But things then got out of hand, and uh, people wanted more and more. And as the day goes on... Uh, there is more tractors on the roads coming up at the minute, and there's busloads of lads coming up, farmers coming up, and the wives and kids. So I don't know. He, the, the Lord Mayor may uh, have a chat with the Minister for Agriculture, and if he can't sort out these injunctions... Uh, but it's not, yeah, but it's not just the about the injunctions, is it? No, it's no the injunctions oh. are still in place. Yeah, but it's not just the, the protest is not just about the injunctions. Oh, it's not just. But no, of course not. That might help. If the two injunctions were lifted, that might help for farmers to leave here, right? And if, if the minister, as I said before, and he gets in, brings in Larry Goodman and meets in Ireland, sits him down and tells them, you have to lift them two injunctions because I can't... Well, that decision will be entirely Larry Goodman's and not the minister's, obviously. Pardon? That decision will be entirely Larry Goodman's and not the minister's. Oh, the minister, the minister can... Uh, very simple, what's it called? He can, he can redraw the licence of C&D Foods. Very simple. You're getting into huge complications there. Okay. I understand. I yeah, understand. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay, but, but, but okay. I mean, in, in fairness, Neil, I, I, I'm with you 100 percent of the way. I, I, I'm trying to explain to Michael that a protest is a protest, and I support protest, peaceful protest, and it does seem to be a very peaceful protest, although it is causing a lot of uh, disturbance in the city. Um, you know, and I did say to Michael, maybe now is the time to stop. Say to the minister, sort it out within two weeks, or we're coming back. Maybe that would be an option. Um, but he believes that nothing is no, going to get sorted out if they give if they give in. Well, the minister. Well, right. well, well hang, hang on, please, Michael. Hang on, Michael. Sorry, go, um, get, go Michael, ahead. Michael, I think Niall is right there. You've had your protest. You've got the massive publicity. People are, are more educated on what's happening. I mean, I didn't know about a loss of 1.2 million per day. Now I know you got the 100 million subsidy. And, and, you know, and looking at it from putting my Dubliner hat on it, what we see is huge subsidies to farming. Um, the big farmers, the big Fine Gael supporters getting huge money, the big meat factories getting subsidies, etc. Now, I would, I would say what Niall said, to call off your protest now, say, look, unless this is sorted out in two weeks, we'll be back. And if you did that, you would get a huge support from the people of Dublin because we just say, we, uh, uh, no problem with a protest very sympathetic, but you can lose that sympathy and you can lose that support very easily. Because, because if you do that, Michael, if you, if you, if you, just if you said now, let's call this protest off, we leave it in the hands of Michael Creed, and if he can't, and if he can't sort this out within two weeks, we're coming back again. Then you're play, laying the blame with him. Do you understand the point I'm trying to make? If, 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 if uh, Michael Creed, if Michael Creed uh, he wouldn't sign any documents this morning to say that he would lift the injunctions and the other demands that were 
get into him. Okay, so yeah, but, yeah, but what I'm saying, when I, you put your putting a bullet to the man's head, basically what you need to do is you say, okay, look at the disruption we've caused. Massive amounts of disruptions cost the, the city millions, I'm pretty sure already, right? And a lot of people have been discommoded. And you've heard in some of our clips, maybe in the news, if you had been listening, a lot of people they talked to in the streets were very upset by it. You turn and say, let's stop the protest now. You've two weeks. We're going to be back in two weeks on a Friday morning, this day, two weeks. And if you don't sort it out, well, it's not, this is listen, not Friday. Listen, if you don't we, sort it out, we, we, we will we be back. We gave up protesting uh, at the factories on a promise that all injunctions would be lifted, including C&D. And that promise was given by the minister. And the minister did renege on that because we have a text message that the minister sent to county councillors saying that all injunctions would be lifted and C&Ds as well. Right. So we got burnt the last time we came out of talks with the minister. So this time we have given the minister uh, a list of demands Right, and he wouldn't sign off on them this morning. That uh, okay, well, you've, you've given him the list of demands. So why not? Why not? You know, pull back the troops now. You've given him the list of demands. He's already mentioned that the task force was impeded by a number of issues. Let it give him two weeks to sort out the issues that he has. And if he doesn't do it, well, then the blame is on him. If you come back again, but the blame is on him today. Why right. go home? I don't think we'll you're, you're listening to what I'm saying, Michael. I'm, I know, I'm, I I'm, 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 I'm trying to stand I in the am, middle here. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, look, I do support you. And, yeah. I think, and I think Neil supports you as well. I think everybody yeah. supports the farmers. Yeah. But yeah. you've got to be fair as well, and you've got to play this fair too. Hmm. Because everybody else is being affected by the protest. Not, the minister's not the only one sitting in the doll pissed off at the moment. There's people oh, sitting oh. on buses and trains and all sorts yeah. of public transport. Have their, has had their day room. People who can't get to work. Businesses who can't deliver goods. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's destroying everything. Yeah. So you've you got to think of the there, support. We was there down here this morning, what you call it, and uh, we made attempts, what you call it, to give a corridor for the buses to, to go up and down, what you call it, uh, on, uh, on the tractors. Uh, through the tractors, and we also gave the guards, what you call it, uh, we told them we'd give them um, access, what you call it, for ambulances or fire brigades. So we're working with, with, with the local authorities. So, as in, we're doing the best we can to free up the traffic here, you know. As in, Michael, what you could do to free up the home. traffic we is get off. Home. It's up to the minister. If, if the minister agrees, if the minister signs off on... That's not going to happen. If the minister signs off... That's not the way pro. See, that's not the way it works. You know, it doesn't work like that, Michael. He's just not going to agree to it today. He's not going to walk out and say, "I give in," because if that was the well, case, everybody who wants everything would just tell us at all. We're giving him the two weeks, but he wouldn't sign that he would fulfil the. But give him the, uh, give, well, then give him the two weeks and 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 go home, enjoy your day, get a bit of work done on the farm, and then come back in two weeks if it's not done, and then people will support you because they'll say, "Well, look, you gave him two weeks." Well, as you say, burnt one. Burnt once, twice shy. We got burnt the last time we left the picket. So, so what? I, I, okay, just so for people listening to the radio today, right, who want to support you and who want to have sympathy for you and who want to have an understanding of of your needs and you know and what you're going through as a farmer, can you help them by telling them what is the plan today? Are you going to block the M50? I cannot answer that question. Why can't that you answer the question? To the minister. That is up to the minister. It's not up to the minister. That's entirely up to you. It is. It is. The it's minister. not up to the minister. The, the minister's probably not going to change his mind, it's so it's not up to you. He can send out his delegation here. He was able to send them out towards the 10 o'clock last night when he got into his car and went home and went to bed. We had to stand here all night. And we'll stay here. You remember, the last time we went out on strike, we sat out for eight weeks. We'll stay here for eight weeks if it takes eight weeks. And I'm sorry now for the people of Dublin, but if if the minister does not commit to uh, yield, yielding in, all he has to do is 
sign a document to say that he will remove the injunctions within two weeks. Right? Uh, okay, well, well, hang on a second. Sorry, Neil, have you, you haven't obviously you, you haven't spoken to the Farmers of Ireland back into the task force. There okay. are there there a few of the demands. That's okay. Okay, well, well, hang on, Michael. Just just yeah, yeah, I have to go to break right, it. yeah, and 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 Niall, you, you keep making the point, but I, I think Michael just keeps missing it, whether that's deliberately or maybe it's because he's emotional about it. And it's, it's actually good to see people angry and emotional about things because it shows they care. But look, you have to also care about Dublin and the people of Dublin trying to get to work. And what Niall has said to you continuously, Michael, look, you've given your list of demands. You can't expect the minister to sign it off this afternoon. Give them the time, whether it's one week or whether it's two weeks. And I can guarantee you, the people of Dublin, I myself will go out and support you on Friday week or what day is today, Wednesday, Wednesday fortnight, if the minister hasn't considered and you haven't got a satisfactory conclusion. But, you know, for the sake of Dublin and for the sake of the Dublin rural relationship, because it's, it's going to ruin us, you know, like, I mean, I don't want a wedge between Dublin and the rest of the country. To me, it's all one country, 32 counties, one country to me always has been. That's always been my philosophy. But people of Dublin will quickly lose, you lose their support and you lose their sympathy. What Niall is saying is very reasonable, and that's very reasonable in any case where there's a dispute, that you give in your demands, you let the person consider your demands and they come back to you and you either sit down and talk or else in two weeks time you go out again you bring the tractors up again and I'll be the first one out I can't drive a tractor but I'll be the first one on the protest line with you You can't say fairer than that Michael Listen Michael I have to go to a break Number one Number two we have given in our demands into the Minister Right. we're waiting for him to confirm that he will look after them demands within the two weeks he has not given that commitment he has to give that commitment. All he has to do is send out his delegation. He done it last night when he went home. Delegation came out. We were ready to go into talks to him. And he went home and went to bed. We sat here all night. And if we have to stay here tonight until he gives a commitment that he will look into and that over the next two weeks he will resolve the, the injunctions, put independent farmers back on the task force, that we should be on. We should never have been took off of it. I don't know why he took us off. Um, you can ask the minister that question. But um, uh, okay, so if he gives you that commitment um, and you know to, to, to answer all your your queries in the next two weeks and to give you some commitment that something will be done, you will call off the protest. We have to go back to our members here on on the pickets, and we will put it to them. Okay, all right, well, Michael, I have to go to break. It's been lovely speaking to you, and I'm sure we'll speak to some of your members in a few minutes. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Neil Ring as well. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Michael. Okay, all right, I have to go to break, Michael. I will. I'll come back to Robbie on the street, and if you have more to say, Michael, I will come back to you in a few minutes. All right. Lots of people, by the way, commenting very quickly. Just take one or two of these WhatsApp messages. No, what about us normal workers that's costing extra money and fuel, a minimum wage, three and a half hours looking to go out yesterday? Five o'clock in the morning, start seven minutes go home at night. I should be home at four. Crazy, looking up streets. I see this is the problem and yeah, this is how you lose support oh yeah yeah. I agree with the farmers I have to go along with them another block in the city I'm a taxi driver and it's messing me up but this government is getting away with too much they're just walking on people it has to stop ok yeah you're getting some support as well I think the uh, farmers are correct in what they're doing they should all come up and bring the whole city to a standstill the whole lot every farmer around the whole country should come up because they're all moaning about the farmers outside the meat factories when they're protesting down there. Oh, there's not enough meat going around the whole country. They should go up to the doll and protest up there and go up to the uh, Minds for Agriculture's department and protest there. 
few months forward, here we are, they're up in Dublin protesting, and now everyone's complaining again. Stop. They can't, if they can't protest in the, down the country, they're not protesting in Dublin. It's either or. You can't have them not protesting at all. They have lives to live. And they deserve to have, a, have the, right, the right price for their meat. Completely. And the minister only met, met five farmers. He didn't meet the whole lot. He met five farmers. There's, how many farmers out of town? 200 or so or 300? Five out of two or 300 is not like a lot of them, is it? Well, I believe the rest of them were asleep in their cars. He was up quite early. All right, loads and loads of people reacting on WhatsApp and leaving us messages in relation to this and in relation to their views. Honest to God, usually this is a great show, but where are you going with this condescending rubbish towards farmers? Talking to them like as if they don't know what they're on about. Unbelievable stuff. Ignorance. Well, there you go. He's not a happy camper. Honest to God, usually this is a great show, but where are you going? I do apologise. We we listened to him already, didn't we? Honest to God, usually this is a great show. Oh, why, why is it coming up twice? We'll go back to that again. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-008. Now, let me go back to Robbie, a reporter who's out on the streets at the protest outside the doll as we speak. Robbie. Yes, uh, Niall, good afternoon. I'm just standing outside the Shelburne Hotel here on the corner of Kildare Street. And I have to say, it's probably one of the most peaceful protests you've actually sent me on. Obviously, we're surrounded by farmers and the tractors. There's about 80 tractors from one side of the square right round to the other. Talking to loads of farmers who are very kind of um, hungry and tired at the moment. I've seen loads of kind of cakes and scones and teas and coffees coming out. I have to say also, uh, the security staff at the Shelburne Hotel have been very kind to the farmers. They've been letting them use the toilet facilities and that kind of stuff. So everybody seems to be kind of dreary, but the energy levels seem to be kind of up a little bit. I'm speaking to Will here. Tom, I beg your pardon, you're from, from Wicklow. And you're a farmer yourself. You have three tractors at home, but you have an e-injury, so you couldn't drive today. I had to drive my Jeep up today. All right, you're live in the live one and show in Classic. Thank you so much for talking. Today. You support your colleagues? Yes, I do. Indeed, I do. Well, I was one of the guys who was on the pickets for eight weeks blowing Hackstown. And we had a tough time of it there in thunder and lightning, rain, slept there all night in, in straw, which I'd never have to do. Minister Creed and, and MII made us do that for, for to, get, to get here today. We thought that we would, we would have this all sorted out by now, but it's not sorted out. And, and you know, you've listened to Michael there before the break, and also we spoke to Councillor Neil Ring. I don't know whether you heard him or not. And, you know, as much as everybody supports you, and Councillor Neil Ring, who's the former Lord Mayor, said he absolutely supports, you know, what you're looking for and what farmers are demanding. But he says, you know, give the minister two weeks. And, you know, come back in two weeks. At least then you're leaving it at his feet, basically. Because at the moment, it's costing the city millions. No sound at all there. Right. Yeah, right. Here, go ahead, can you hear him? Go ahead, I can't hear no Sorry, one. Sorry, Tom, Tom, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here, you know. Oh, okay, all right. Well, basically, this is costing the city millions, and uh, the former Lord Mayor and Councillor Neil Ring has suggested that maybe, you know, you leave the protest for the moment, leave it with the minister, say to him if it's not sorted out in two weeks, or he doesn't give you some sort of, I suppose, uh, guarantees that it will be sorted out in the next two weeks, that you will be back. At least then the general public would support the protest. Yes, but that's after happening twice before. We're, we, can't, we can't keep coming back and uh, going away and coming back. It's a bit yeah, but this is the first time you've blocked the city, in fairness, Tom. Well, we didn't block the city. The city's not blocked completely. Everybody's very happy here. Is well, well, congratulating us for staying here. I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm against the protest, and I don't think anybody is. And people believe that farmers deserve to be paid more for their beef. Absolutely. In relation to the injunctions, that's something the minister and yourselves will have to talk about, discuss, right? But in, yeah. rela- in relation to your, the actual protest, people do support it. But the problem is that you've got people trying to get to and from work today, and people are texting us in, ringing us in, taking saying it took them two hours to get to work, three hours to get to work. 
Uh, there's a suggestion now the farmers are on the way up in more tractors to block the M50. The only people that's going to affect are just normal commuters. Yes, that's a fact. Yeah, that's what that's what it is going to affect. The norm, but, but, the norm, but is that fair? Is it? It's not fair, but it's not fair on us either. Like we, we've we've been very patient, so we have for the last, for eight weeks there on the picket line, and then we left us off for weeks there on end, and we passed no remarks at all, and there's still nothing being done. Nothing. And can you survive? Do you? I mean, where do you see yourself, Tom, in the future? I mean, can you survive in farming now at this moment in time? No, no, I I can see myself broke. Because for the last, it goes on back further than that. 22 years ago, cattle prices started to fall. And MII and Minister, and, and uh, uh, they got together, so they did. And they, they really cornered the farmers in a way that they're making us produce food for very, very little. Below the cost of produce, producing food. Unless, we, unless our costs are halved, we won't be able to survive. Now, we cannot go back to the millers, so we can't, and the spray people, and the... And the, the men that sell us the tractors and look for, look for to take 20 or 30,000 off a tractor or 5,000 off a tractor. We can't do that because they won't do that. They'll just tell us to go ahead, go ahead on about your business, find it somewhere else. We can't do that. Our end product is the cattle beef. When they're fit to kill, be killed, they're fit to be killed. And the same way with lambs. When a lamb is 42 kilo weight, he has to go to the factory. And the factory can offer us nothing for the lamb if it likes, but we have to get rid of it because if we keep it any longer, it's costing us money and, and we'll be overweight. But you can keep the animals, as somebody mentions here, if the price of the meat doesn't suit the farmers, they can keep the animals as long as they like. At the end of the day, they'll get the EU subsidies anyway. And if the no. yields are damaged, well, let me finish what he says. I'm just giving you the text of what he says. If the yields damaged by the weather government, uh, the government will subsidise them. I'm self-employed. And if I do not work or have a 200 euro allowance per week from the government at 1,600 uh, euro expenses before I start bringing food to the table, I do not support the protest. In other words, what he's saying is, you know, if you don't get rid the animals and you can keep them as long as you like you're going to get subsidies from the state anyway I don't know what to say to that like what, what, I can only speak for myself I'm going to lose money I'm losing money hand over fist so I am here and, and, and if it keeps up I'm gone but you, do, you get, up, but you do but you do get subsidies Tom oh yes I do yeah. but like the subsidy is one thing so it is but I would far better get a price for my animal and have no subsidies that's personally speaking myself. And if it, if it all goes to all, what, what I think the farmers should do in this country is go back and produce half stock for whole profits and whole stock for no profits. That's, that's what's half stock and whole profits, whole stock, no profits. So, when, okay, so, so unless, unless the minister reconvenes the task force and gives guarantees this afternoon, you guys are staying there and you're not moving. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and do you know about the M50? I know there is more tractors on the way. Um, yep. I'm, I'm not too sure what part of the country they're coming from, but they're on the way. Of I believe. Yeah. Okay. And and they're going to block the M50 today. I I can't confirm or deny that. No. Well, I mean, that, it would be nice for us to let people know, you know, just so they can avoid the, the you know the the long delays later on and maybe take an alternative route. So it would be nice to let people know that because the people that will affect are just ordinary people like you and me. Yes. So are they going to, what time are they going to be on the M50 yet? I'd say it'll be after dark. They won't, they won't, they won't block up, they won't block up uh, ordinary people trying to get to and from the work and, and women trying to get home to see their children. They're not, the farmers are not going to do that. Okay, so it'll be, it'll be after rush hour. 
It'll be after the after shower. Yes, it will. Okay. All right. Well, at least thank you for confirming that for us, Tom. All right, Tom, listen, thank you very much. Good luck in the protest. I think most people do support your protest, but maybe, maybe not the way it's being carried out at the moment. But maybe that's something you could talk to the minister about a little bit later on. Today. All right. Uh, we'll come back to Robbie in a few minutes. I've got John as well. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Hi, Noel. How are you? Good, John. Oh, actually, uh, John, do me a favour. I'm going over time here and I have to go to a break. Can I come to you straight after the break? I'll be only two okay. minutes. All right, stay with me, John, all right? All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, and let us know, do you support the farmers and the protest today? And, of course, the way they're carrying out that protest. John, sorry, sorry, I had to cut you short before the break there. John, go no ahead. No problem, Lyle. I fully support the farmers. The interesting thing, what I can see there, if the trend is from your, your um, WhatsApp people or whatever, that they're tending to say that they're prepared to put up with the inconvenience to support the farmers, which is fantastic. Because I'll tell you why the the time is going to come when everyone needs to stick together here. This um, people not prepared to put up with the inconvenience and saying, "Oh man, I'm half an hour late for work." All this kind of carry on. That suits the powers that be. Divide and conquer is fantastic. It's going to be brilliant for them. I like, so, but I think it will suit them for a period of time. But if it goes on, you know, any longer, it might stop suiting them all of a sudden. No, I think one or two more times, all oh, be fine. I know that taxi driver was fantastic. I thought that he said, "Look, he's fed up. He understands. He's prepared to put up with the trouble, even if he lost an hour's work." or whatever, it, you, that's the way it's going to be because if you take an individual Dublin person what inconvenience is an individual suffering there, probably, I don't know, it's half an hour an hour late for work or whatever we're just going to have to, to get together and, and, and push this, 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 this but, but, but this costs, I mean you may not see it on the ground level but I mean when you, when you have a protest of this nature which, you know, as I mentioned earlier on Dawson Street, Molson Street, Kildare Street uh, Stevens Green, Marion Square, all close to traffic, Earlsford Terrace at Circular Road, Adelaide and Lee Street are also closed, diversions in place, and um, public transport is affected. This in turn costs money. I can understand that now, but if you're going to protest down in a field down the country, nothing will ever well, get done. No, I get that. And, and by the way, I said to Michael from the very start, the chairperson when I spoke to him, I support the protest. And I support the idea of the tractors last night blocking them into the doll. I think that was a great idea, a great protest. But there's a, there's a limit to how long you, you carry that on for uh, and the damage you do. The... Um the other thing I was going to get at, the likes of uh, Larry Goodman and these, these beef barons, etc., like the money they're making our farmers, is, is, it's, it's outrageous. And this is the same type of a thing that's going on right through the country at various other things. Plus the, the taxation level, we're all suffering at this stage. The middle guy in the middle who's trying to pay his own bills. Yeah, but what's, the, yeah, but what's the answer to that, John? I mean, I, no, wa- I want to see the farmer get more money for his beef. No, nobody, you know, nobody doesn't want to see the farmer get paid well because the farmer is the one who has to raise the beef. He has to, you know, feed it, uh, get the vet out every now and again to look after it, and uh, dose Whatever he's the one who has to look after it the day it's it heads off for slaughter. But, but hang on, but, but if we give the farmer the right amount of money, should the processor still going to charge the retailer the same amount of money? And okay, all that's okay. going to happen is the consumer pays more. Hear me on this one: ninety percent of it is export, as far as the farmer's concerned. There earlier, okay. Now, if I am not mistaken, the EU who are supposed to be our godfathers and they're going to give us this and the other thing, whatever, and we're going to have a great market, have suddenly decided we're taking in a load of South American beef here or whatever. And no, our, our beef isn't making the money it used to make anymore. So this is brilliant. So we have no... What are we doing in the EU anyway? If, they're, if, they, if, if our farmers can't get the prices for their beef and they can bring in cheaper beef from outside the EU, so this, this is crazy stuff like this is where it's all going wrong. Okay, well, 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 hang on a second because I need to go to Robbie as well who's out the street. I've only got two minutes before the top of the air. Robbie, you're on Classic Hits. Oh, sorry, Robbie, of course you're on Classic Hits. You work for us, for God's sake. Robbie's outside the dawn at the moment reporting on the protest. Sorry, Robbie. Thanks, no, I appreciate that. Yes, I'm up in the back of a tractor, would you believe? I'm on Keith Pierce's tractor from Wicklow. Would you believe... I'd say you're had... some sight on the back of a tractor, Robbie. <laughs> you should see the state of me. And would you believe he has a radio in the tractor, which is the first thing for everything, and he has 
would you believe your show on as well, Keith? Thank you so Good much. Good for him. For well, for, well done to yeah. you, Keith. He's a fan of the show. Yeah, Keith, you support me, and I'll support you, Keith. How are you doing, Niall? How you doing, Keith? I mean, Keith, are you there for the long haul? We're here to stay. And and on, I, I listened. I was talking to Michael Fitzpatrick earlier on there, and he said basically he's going to stay unless they can get a guarantee from Michael Creed that a the injunctions will be lifted, and b he's going to do something well in relation to the task force about the price of beef. But I mean, I don't think that's going to happen today. So does that mean you're going to keep, you're going to stay there till it's done? We're going to stay here. They can't keep brushing it off. They're they're. They come and they go, they come and they go. We can't, we can't keep going. We're here to stay. And what's the plans today, Keith, for the protest? Are you going to extend the protest any further than... If needs be, we're, there's three or four gone to a meeting or something, or they're, they're doing something in the doll to try and get something in writing to say that this is going to be passed, and if they get that, maybe it'll just stay where it is, and if not, it'll be extended. Right, okay. So, and, and apparently, we've heard already uh, one of your colleagues mentioned that the M50 later on this evening, tonight, hopefully after a shower. Uh, any other plans for any other parts of the city? Not that I know of. At the minute, there's more people joining us, I think, as we speak. And Any other cities going to be affected? Galway, Limerick, Cork? Not that I'm aware of at the minute, but it will escalate if things aren't sorted. Right, okay. And, and you're a farmer yourself, obviously, Keith. No, I'm not actually a oh. farmer myself. I'm from a farming background, but right. I'm a construction worker. Um, I do a little bit of contracting on the side. Is that your tractor Robbie's in? It's me on, yeah. Yeah, he, does he look like a decent-looking farmer sitting in it there? Does uh, he? he looks like we could, we could train him in, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks very much, Keith. Appreciate it. Robbie, I'll be back to you after the news. All right, Robbie Kane, our reporter, is outside the doll at the moment with the farmers. Do you support them? I want to go back to Robbie, our reporter, who's still outside uh, the doll at the moment uh, for the protest, the farmers' protest. Robbie, is there more there now, or is it still the same amount of tractors? Hi, you know, yes, there's still the amount of tractors to hear. Um, there's a good support, actually, from the public now coming around to uh, to see all the farmers on the tractors and the trucks that's actually outside the Shelburne and the Stevens Green area and, of course, outside the Dáil. So how, how many tractors the, is there, roughly? How many would you say? I said there's about 60. Oh, OK, OK. 72. Would you believe I'm actually here with Fine Gael Councillor Porrick Brady from Longford? He just confirmed there's 72 tractors, is there? 72 here, yeah. There were 75 when we lost three last night, so... You just jumped off the back of a truck there. You were giving a bit of a speech. What were you saying? Um, basically, um, I was explaining to people that's here what has basically happened here today in that uh, MII have held a beef task force to ransom for the last number of weeks since the agreement was reached, stating that they do not represent uh, C&D as they are not part of the MII group and they're not a processing uh, company. So today it has come clear uh, by Minister Charlie Flanagan and Minister Creed um, that they were notified by MII to represent C&D regarding death threats. So if you are representing C&D over alleged death threats that have been made to uh, directors and staff in the C&D, it clearly states that you are representing C&D and death threats. So if you're representing the death threats, I'm calling for how come you're not representing them with the injunctions that were issued against myself and, and Colin Lennon. Well, we, so, we, do, we do know there's been no official statement made from Garda Sheikhan in relation to any death threats. So that, That's correct. Okay, all right. So, uh, okay, but you, I, don't, I don't know whether you heard, sorry, and I, and I missed you, Robbie introduced you there, but I missed your name, and I do apologise. Sorry, it's Fine Gael Councillor Porrick Brady. And he's Porrick, I do apologise. Thank you. Uh, Porrick, I, I mean, you heard during the news there that Leo Varadkar has said that there's nothing he can do. He said the one thing the government is not responsible for is the price of beef. And he said, you know, so basically we're in a lockdown situation. We're in a, a checkmate situation. 
Yeah, well, we understand that the government are not uh, responsible for the price of beef. There was a task force to reconvene. That task force could not reconvene because um, the farming organisations gave a commitment that it was all farmers that the injunctions would be lifted on. The uh, MII were clear on this, notified Minister Creed that C&D were not part of the MII grouping, that they were part of an APP group, uh, which is owned by uh, Mr. Lawrence Goodman, but, the, but they d- did not represent them. So if they did not represent... Uh, so are, are you, well, okay, are you saying, I, I, we, we, we know that part with the greatest respect. You told us. So are you saying to us that if these injunctions are lifted, uh, your guys will move? Is that what no, you're saying? Or, or these, there's more to it than that, isn't there? These, no, these injunctions, uh, we need to get clarification uh, up here to the farmers here today that these injunctions are going to be lifted. Okay, and, and, if, you, and, and if you get that clarification today that these injunctions will be lifted, which I don't know whether you will or not, but if and, you do... And, and, and the Beef Task Force... Well, okay, so, so there's more then, to it than just the injunctions. Then, it's the Beef Task Force. But he, the, the minister has already task. said, you know, that there are issues around the, you know, the task force and why it has been impeded, and he is hoping to resolve those issues, obviously, in the coming weeks, to reconvene the task force. Well, I, I think he resolved them today for himself because he basically stated today that MII contacted himself and Minister Charlie Flanagan regarding that they were representing C&D. So if they're representing C&D today, they're representing C&D for the injunctions. So that, that's a major, major uh, stumbling block on the, why the task force hasn't reconvened. And Porrick, just, be, just before I go to the break, Porrick, because I have to go to break, I'm very stuck for time and I do apologise. What do you say to the general public? Many of them who are texting us in, some of them are in great support and they want to support you, but they're saying, you know, it's taken me two hours to get to work today, I can't get into town, three hours to get home from work possibly this afternoon, and, you know, they've been really discommoded. What do you say to those people who, you may lose their support if the protest continues? Well, basically what we have done is we've followed the, the, the structures that the garage... Uh, Shigalona have brought, brought us in here. We've parked up. We've been more than peaceful, and we've we've obeyed all the uh, restrictions that have been put on us and put, and put on the public. We're very sorry to the people of Dublin. We don't want to be in Dublin, in the capital. And all we're here for is that the Beef Task Force needs to convene, and we get a fair price for the product that we are producing. And the people of Dublin need to understand that without the people in the country, you will not have food on your shelves in the capital. We are the people that grow the food. We are the people that feed the capital of Dublin and that there is more to uh, Ireland than, than what's inside in Dublin. We actually have to survive in the country and that's why we're here. That okay. The people of Dublin must understand that we're here. We don't want to be here. We'd rather be at home looking after our livestock. But, oh. but we're forced to be here today. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, Parik, and I appreciate you coming on the air today. Uh, Robbie, we'll come back to you after the break. All right, I do want to talk to Grace as well after the break, who does support the Farmers of Ireland. Do you support the Farmers of Ireland? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Grace, you're live on Classic Kids. How are you? Hi. How are you now? Good. You support the farmers? I support them, but I I also uh, think they should not be allowed uh, to disarrange people's uh, uh, right to movement in the city whether it be in a car or on foot or anything else. They should, the Garda Siakana and the court orders should take these issues when they're giving court orders out and when the Garda approach the courts that the issue of the common good, the freedom of movement, which is the constitutional right, as is mm-hmm. speech, 
they, the Guardian will have to come together, Mr. Drew and his cohorts, the Minister, and indeed the courts will have to come together and put forward legislation that does not inhibit the common good, the right of movement. doesn't matter whether you're going to a hospital or you're going to a park, whether you're driving or whether you're swimming. That's well, well, that's what the Constitution clearly states that you can uh, absolutely a peaceful assembly provided you don't stop anybody else or impede anybody else go about their lawful business. Well, they are impeding, aren't they? Well, well, they are, but 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 the nature of their protest, I suppose, with tractors. I mean, that's unavoidable, isn't it? Because I mean, well, this 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 city is surrounded by parks now. We have the Phoenix Park. We have great big parks around the city, all around Dublin. Port Marlock, Malahide, all those areas where the farmers, uh, on the M50 incidentally, where the farmers can legitimately protest. They can send uh, their cohorts, in other words, I, I, I agree, Grace, but they, into the door to talk but the to argu- Yeah, I agree, but the argument is if they had have done that, if they had, say, gone to the Phoenix Park, for example, right, the argument is that we wouldn't be talking about it today, would we? Because it wouldn't have caused disruption. But that's not the point. The point is the courts giving the order. The point is, is, the, is the Garda obliged under oath and law to see to it, to oversee the common good. Now, I'm not talking about farmers here. I'm talking about... The Generally, students. yes, protests. Yeah. Whether they're children or whether they leave school to do it or whether they want to be seen to be doing it uh, is another issue. The Guardian will have to take on, on board the issue of freedom of movement. That is a constitutional right. It's also a right under law. And the courts here have a, an input uh, uh, with conditions... Uh, and terms, and the, and the farmers' union to uh, be the be the inside or outside the union. May I also talk about that, Fianna Gael man? Yeah. Again, um, if no one has the right to interpret somebody else's speech, I wouldn't know what's going on in your mind. No more than you what's, what I'm going to say. Uh, freedom of assembly again. The man went to a place in, in the United States. He decided to use ultimate free speech given to us by the Magna Carter, not even by our own inst- our constitution. It's there since 1755. Mm-hmm. Now, the point is, at the end of the day, if we seek and we want freedom, the people on the internet and in across the, the, the uh, social media have uh, um, freedom of speech. They might be rude to criticise, they might be um, hitting on borders if they, you don't like what they say, but they have a right to criticise, as that man has. And for Fine Gael and any other party in Dáil Éireann to inhibit the right to free speech. Well, you, you're, you're, ta- you're talking about Charlie Flanagan's uh, suggestion of... Charlie Flanagan yeah. come out in the media prepared and say what he likes. Okay, now, but, I, but I'm assuming you, do, you, you would be opposed to people who went online at the time Killian was over in Washington, um, you know, in his own private time at a conference. Well, that's uh, a hard I, I, Well, I, I mean, I, I'm assuming you would oppose people who went online and told him he should kill himself. Well, the thing is, I'd oppose it, but then that's, to me, ignorance and cowardice. So we put those people into the pockets they're entitled to go into and keep them there. The point is, at the end of the day, the man can stand up for himself, he can defend himself, and no, no matter who's in Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael or other parties, have the right to interpret people's speech, to inter- criticise them to their own advantage. And let's say this way, it happened in Fianna Fáil in the last few months uh, with some councillors, and it happened in Fianna Gael. The point is, at the end of the day, if it's in uh, um, uh, an authentic mm-hmm. dictionary, and I phrase my words as I please, it's called freedom. 
And if it's in the dictionary, and whether it's a 1922 dictionary, 1937, or 1970, or for that matter, a present dictionary, I use them words as long as they are printed and adhered to at the time they were printed. In other okay, words, but, passed by the censure. So, but finally, Grace, you do support the farmers, but you just don't support the type I of protest. I support the farmers, and I also criticise Mr. Creed and the government for importing uh, meat from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, there giving lectures about carbon coming across the high seas. <laughs> yes, it is a bit contradictory, isn't it? Oh, my heavens. Everything is contradictory in, in, the, in the aspect of government. It's, it's talking to the herd, and whoever is stupid enough to follow the herd and not maintain the rights of freedom, to me, has no sympathy for me. Thank you very much indeed, Grace. Okay, loads of people saying and sending in WhatsApp messages as well. Hi, Niall. Uh, this is actually all a smokescreen for the fact that this country is so broke. Prior to the bailout, the debt per individual was €10,000. Now it's €46,000 per every man, woman and child. And the debt is $220 billion And $60 billion paid in interest alone, which is unrecoverable. And this is all smoke screens just to keep your eye off how financially, precariously bad this country actually is. There you go. There's the figures. He knows all about it. How you doing? No, I'd just like to comment on uh, the protest that's happened. Trust me, I am no fan of the government um, at all. And any chance to go out, I would protest if it's within genuine reasons. I um, just want to comment on the tractors. I'm not sure if I'm missing something here. But um, a lot of them tractors that, the, that I've seen, like what's the price of a tractor? Anywhere between 50000 to 150000 And I did hear one fellow who had three tractors at home. Um, I'm not saying that they're not being done over somehow by the government, but at the end of the day, um, I run my own business as well. I just am out about make ends meet. I pay the bills, pay the rent, pay everything else. I'm by no means Richard Branson. So I'm not sure if I'm missing something here or what's, what is their main point if they are losing out and if they are losing out to that extent. Cheers, Niall. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. So what you tried to say in that long thing was, you've never heard of a poor farmer. Is that what you're trying to say? Because they have to buy these tractors, which are quite expensive. Uh, Robbie, do they look like expensive tractors to you? Yeah, there's about 60 here in Oil altogether. I, I was just 72. Parrick said it was 72. Yeah, we're, we're, getting, we're getting different quotes here. I just heard that it was about 150 last night, and there's obviously some coming and going. And I just heard off the record, can't confirm or deny this, that six tractors from Carlo were uh, stopped by the Gardaí on the N50 coming up today. Speaking of Carlo, I'm actually here with Sean. Sean, you're live in Classic Hits in Oil and Shit. You are from Carlo. You slept in your tractor overnight. You're there. You're 28 years of age. You're taking over your, your farm, your father's farm. Yeah. Um, do you think today is going to make any difference? Um, look, we're sticking out here as long as we can. Um, we just have to make a make a stand. It's, um, I started farming uh, full time at home when I was 22 years of age, and I just every year it's just uh, the first couple of years I was saying this is good, grand, uh, not beautiful, but uh, you live with it, and just the last few years it's just. Okay, but the, the last, you, you might have heard the last message we got there on WhatsApp that I played on the air, and he suggested, I suppose it's a very old cliche, you've never heard of a poor farmer. Would it be fair to say that you're not living in poverty, are you? Um, not literally in poverty, but another couple of years, and we will be, literally. And I'm, I'm, I mean, give me give me an example. I, I I don't want to know your exact figures and what you earn. That's your business, right? But you know, I suppose percentage wise, how much would you be down each year on the previous year over the last three or four years? You're saying, um, oh. well, so like, even say in the last three years, I'm a beef and chili farmer. Uh, three years ago, like I'm down 
I just don't have the figures, and I don't have the figures this year. Just on the average, of the last couple of years, I'm going to be down uh, two hundred and uh, two hundred and twenty euros ahead, ahead, and like, and that's the colossal amount of money in my farm. Right, but you are getting subsidies as well, aren't you? Yes, we're getting subsidies, mm. and like, oh, don't know, like we we'll get subsidies, but like without them, we would like without them, like we'd have not. Would you? Would you be? I mean, profit wise, at the end of the year. Would you be getting around the average wage, the average industrial wage in this country, probably about thirty-five thousand um, euro? Well, I'm speaking on my own behalf, and uh, I am definitely not getting the average wage. No. And what what do you say to that caller who made the, the the point that you know all these lads are up there and they're brand new Massey Ferguson tracks or tractors and they must be making some money? Oh, they're, yeah, like, they're not cheap. Yeah, know? look at it. Yeah, look at it. Like, look at it. I'm a lovely tractor myself. Yeah. But why, like when I did that pet for, I spoke in the wrong one. It's wore out. Right. Okay. Like, so, so you're getting it on HP. Like, yeah. So what do you do? Like I can't go around and scrap either. Like, mm. like I have to pay. Like, like I literally like never really owned a tractor. The bank's owned it. Do you know right, what I mean? Okay, I get you. I get you. I, I'm just saying. Right. Okay. And uh, do you believe the protest is going to continue for the rest of the day? Um. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't think it's going to come to a happy ending today, is it? Uh. No. Not. It's not looking. Like you, to be honest, though. No, 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 it's not. All right. No. All right, well, look, I wish you luck there. Thanks very much, Robbie. I'm going to come back oh, to you in a second. All right. Cheers, thanks, cheers. Man. All right, okay. Uh, loads of people text again. Uh, I think, look, the majority of people are saying pretty much the same thing. They do support the farmers. And they understand that, you know, it's unfair what the farmers are actually getting for the, you know, the price of beef. But it's difficult to support the way the protest, I suppose, is going ahead. That's probably the, the difficult part, all right? All right, welcome back to us. We were going to move on, but at this point, there's probably not much point moving on to anything else. We've got about five minutes left, and Robbie is still outside, uh, Doll Aaron, as we speak, and he's, I think, I, to be honest with you, I think he's cozying up with the farmers. I think he wants to be one. Yes, can you hear me now? I can, I can. Yes, all the farmers. I've got a brand new combine harvester. <laughs> I'll give you the key. Yeah, so I'm walking away from now at this stage. I mean, it's starting to come at the spurs slightly, but I'm here with TD, Finnafall TD, um, Timmy Dealey. Julie, I beg your pardon. Thank you so much for, for finding me and on me finding you in the middle of it all. Where did um, you find Timmy? Is Timmy, I, I, I met Timmy recently actually on TV, but where did you find Timmy? Was he just wandering around there or was he having a go on a, on a tractor? No, definitely one around. I just want to analyse the whole situation, what was going on, like we were today. And we're just saying to Timmy off air, like, you know, it's, it's a bit of a solution that's not going to happen today, Lord Timmy, is it? Yeah, I mean, look, I understand the plight of, of, of farmers. They've gone through a really difficult time. I spoke to a couple of them there, and I'd be kind of encouraging them to keep their campaign direct. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. ...with the minister. I, I, I think the... the tactic on the street, while I understand their frustration, mm-hmm. isn't helpful. Uh, it's not going to resolve the price of beef. It's not going to uh, increase uh, payments to them. It's not going to, to deal with the challenges that they're facing. Uh, and, you know, what, what you don't want to do is upset hard-pressed city dwellers. Well, well this is the point I made to Michael Fitzpatrick earlier on, who was the chairman of the Irish Farmers Association. But I suppose, Timmy, what they're looking for is they're looking for some sort of hard and fast guarantee that they'll be taken seriously. And, of course, obviously they're looking for those injunctions to be lifted as well. But I suppose yeah. it's more so that they'll be taken they don't. Maybe they just don't feel they're being taken seriously. Yeah, and that may well be the case. Um, farming has come through a really difficult period. The you know, world price of beef uh, has taken a, a, a considerable drop over the last couple of years. And, quite frankly, that's as a result of overproduction. 
you know, the, the farming sector depends to a large extent on the markets for beef and milk. Now, the government can do more, the European can do more, the European Union can do more to provide appropriate supports for farmers that would see the management of the land base in terms of acting as a carbon sink towards the resolution of some of our climate change issues. And I think that's but, that, but, that, but that's also affected them as well, Timmy. When, when farmers hear the word climate change, they start to shake in their boots, literally. Because to them, that's going to affect their livelihoods as well. Because the more and more people who get involved in climate change and maybe go vegan or vegetarian or whatever it happens to be, um, you know, that's going to affect their business too. I mean, I know, I know Leo mentioned earlier on that, you know, look, the government can't control the price of beef. The farmers need more per kilogram. Uh, they want more for their beef. The, ultimately, the only person that's going to be affected by all this is probably the consumer, I imagine. Well, the simple, the simple fact in any market-led um, activity, the more you produce, that's going to force down the price of it because then it's a buyer's market. So I think the entire agriculture system needs to look at production and needs to have a method of controlling the output because obviously the less beef that comes onto the market, the higher the price will be. So that's, you know, farming unions and organisations need to look at that in the first instance. But I think there is a role for the government in the European Union in supporting farmers with climate change by way of appropriate payments uh, for the sequestration or the capture of carbon, which the land base does. Um, and it's not enough to say that climate change uh, is negative for farmers. It's already negative for them because as the climate changes, weather patterns have changed. They're seeing more flooding of their land. They're seeing it more difficult and costly uh, to get their fodder to feed their cattle over the winter. So. You know, by addressing climate change, farmers will benefit too. It's not a, you know, understanding and dealing with climate change is not anti-farmer, anti-rural, and it shouldn't be. Okay, just, uh, just I've only got 30 seconds left, but Timmy, in relation to the particular protest today, which is affecting people, they've also said that farmers, more farmers are on the way in tractors to block the M50, although they have given us a guarantee earlier on in the year they won't do that till after the rush hour. What would you say to the farmers today in relation to this particular protest, not in relation to what they're looking for, but in relation to the way this, this protest has affected the people of Dublin? I think everybody hears the, the plea from, from, from farmers. Everybody understands the issue. Um, the solution isn't, isn't as obvious. It's going to be costly, but it has to be done. I don't think by dividing urban and rural uh, is the way to go. And I think farmers need to be very careful about blocking streets. It, it might sound good today, um, but you need to know when you're going to stop. Uh, the idea of grinding this city to a halt over the, the, the coming weeks and months is not going to work positively for farmers in the long run. Okay. Yes, they have a real issue. Yes, they need to be taken seriously by government. Um, and, you know, farmers have always protested. They've always been able to exercise their, uh, you know, have their views listened to. Uh, this is, again, a time for that. But the tactics, they've got to be careful. Kind of wildcat strikes that are less than well organised. It's, it's, it's not going to get public support and I, I would completely no, agree with not. you. No, it's not. And yeah. farmers have always had public support and, and they do now but we have to be careful that that balance isn't tipped. Alright, listen, thank you very much indeed, Timmy Dooley. Also, also thanks to Robbie who's been outside the doll all day. Robbie, you go on and get yourself onto a tractor there. Get yourself a pair of boots. Finally as well, I want to talk to John O'Dea. Uh, John, I have 20 seconds. Go for it. Yeah, well look, the farmers should stay there. Keep up the pressure now. Do not leave, right? Uh, the Agricultural Minister, Michael Creed, before close the business today, for the accusations that he throws there about debt threats when there is no evidence whatsoever, before close the business today, he should be in the back benches. Uh, Maria Bailey was one thing. This is way more serious, and this guy should be demoted today. Okay, thank you very much indeed, John. Uh, Damien Farrelly is on the way. I'll talk to you again tonight, just after 9 o'clock. Thanks to everybody who got involved, particularly Robbie, who's been out there with his boots on in the tractors. 
Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.